quitting. We're not dirty. I am. You're listening to the F That Noise podcast featuring Pete Gillia. But we're talking about shit here. Jamie Klein. No one wants to smell your dirty fucking shit. Mike Burdick. I feel like I'm in group. Steve Taylor. Is he getting his ball slapped by some other dude? And Keith Greve. You get a fucking sausage, dude. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 45, 45 of F That Noise. A uh, special treat here, folks, because uh, we spent the weekend wrapping our brains around the new ACDC album, Power Up, uh, and quite frankly, I had to fight the urge to um, tight roll my jeans because it brought me back to the 80s for me. I don't know about anybody else, but... Uh, <laughs> We'll get into that in a minute. Welcome to the program, folks. We're live streaming here on Facebook like we do every Monday night. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast for the first time, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash noise. Make sure you find us over there and you can take part in the broadcast every week. Um, if you are watching clockwise from the top left, we have Mr. Stephen Taylor. Hi, fuckers. Then Mike Burdick. Samuel. Pete Melia. Oh, Mike's phone. And Jamie Klein. <laughs> ACDC for me. That's right. Oh, render. That's right. So Sean Gleason wants to know if is Keith going to, am I going to be funny tonight? Well, quite frankly, I, I just don't know. I just. Well, it was the first for everything, so let's. <laughs> I keep, we keep, we keep shooting for it. It's a goal. It's a goal. He walked you right into that one. Yeah, he did. Story of my life. Anyway, just like, what? Just like what? Where are you going? Where are you going with that? Where were you going? I was gonna with? do an obscure reference. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, an obscure. We, we've never had any of those before. An obscure That's reference on this show that doesn't sound anything like us. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Yeah. Does it got to do with kicking balls in the stomachs? <laughs> you know, we were listening to the, as I was listening to the intro, as we were getting ready to, to come live here. Huh? Um, what? <laughs> I don't know how else you do it. Right? Well, if it's not, if it's on tape delay, it's something else. Um, Jamie's line it says nobody wants to smell your dirty fucking shit i mean it, it's a drive of its own uh and i yeah it's, it's true it is in the annals or the annals of uh drive history and uh speaking of that we start every episode with a drive of the week if you don't know what a drive is it's a line from a movie or a tv show said with exceptional velocity and volume and this segment belongs to jamie klein Jamie, before you start, Steve, will you pay attention? I'm paying attention. <laughs> what's the score? The, what's the score of the Bears game? Are they still winning? Did they, did they choke it away? Still winning. You got to shut up, Steve. Head like half his head. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> You're live on a podcast. I want you to see my profile shot. <laughs> Steve was like, Ooh, uh, that's a good side. Steve was like, uh, right. had the attitude of Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator. Like he can't be bothered. 
See, I can't be like Jamie who has the porn directly in front of his face. Uh, I have to have it to my side so I can side. look. <laughs> oh, I see. All right, James, what do you got for us for the drive of the week? Oh, okay. Um, yes, ladies and uh, gots. Uh, what we have here is uh, versus Jason. Wait, um, wait, wait. You, you, you didn't go with the obscure reference before, so you went with it here. Okay. All right. I had to think of something fast. <laughs> I had to come up with something good. Um, I think it worked. We got the uh, versus Jason. Uh I watched this on Friday the 13th, on Friday. Um, I watched this with my wife. We, were, we went through the whole Friday the 13th box set just recently, watched all of them. But uh, we went back and watched Freddy vs. Jason on uh, Friday the Love 13th. Love the movie. And, yeah, it's so, it's so much fun. I, I have fond memories of seeing this with uh, uh, Mike. We were there. Steve was there. I think we had a bunch of guys. Um. And uh, what we have here is the, the drive of the week is uh, brought to you by a Tim Howard remake. <laughs> and uh, take it away. All right. Looks like he's jerking it at least. <laughs> right? I'm coming. I don't know if it's Freddy Krueger laughing or Keith. Like, oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> please go out in the in the bathroom. That's, that's why our, our viewers are gonna think that too. They're gonna be like, oh, please, someone wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the rare drives that doesn't involve the F word. Seems like every drive that we've had is, is dropped an F bomb, but, but it's still good nonetheless. Absolutely, yeah. That was, and it's with uh, Tim Howard remake. Yeah, for those of you that <laughs> happen to know who Tim Howard is, there you go. Uh, that was the drive of the week, uh, brought to you by Trashman Media for the latest DVD and Blu-ray commentary and news. Head to TrashmanMedia.com and also on Twitter and Facebook. And don't forget to check out www.bizarreabyss.com for your latest news and no bullshit. And if you look at this image of the Tim Howard remake, it looks like someone just told him Jimi Hendrix died. <laughs> now that is the obscure <laughs> that is a big obscure reference yes. sorry folks just trust us it's funny just laugh yes. <laughs> you got this nipple <laughs> so all right so the names are just flying up <laughs> so acdc dropped their new album uh power up and uh steve well, you pick it up Steve, you were the first one to kind of... You powered the fuck up. That's right. Um, well, no, I I had kind of briefly heard about it, and Jamie sent me a link for uh, Shot in the Dark, which is their single, their first single. Right. And I listened to that thing a million times and absolutely loved it. And so that got me completely psyched for the album. Because, you know, I... After their their last album, which I wasn't a huge fan of, Brian Johnson had temporarily left the band because he was having hearing issues. Yeah. And that's when the ill-fated Axl Rose days started, <laughs> which, in my opinion, with, um, with Axl taking over, Brian Johnson not being in the band, and then Malcolm Young dying, I was like, that's it. There's no, like, ACDC to me was done. Well, certainly but, only for Melvin now, Young, it was done. What's that? 
Yeah, no, it was definitely done for him. Um, but then this album, Too soon. Brian Johnson came back, Cliff Wilson or Williams was back. I mean, they, they, um, I can't remember, uh, their cousin, uh, I can't remember his first name, the, the rhythm guitarist now, young, uh, the, the nephew, God. the nephew that took Chris. The, no, I think it was Chris Young. <laughs> it's another young, not, isn't it? Not quite, not quite. Um, <laughs> he's their nephew or their cousin or something. I can't remember. Stevie. But he looks Stevie Young. It, it's a hard name for you to remember. He looks, hard name he looks to remember. just like them. Um, I thought it was Chris for sure. They know, right? And the fact that they're, you know, Brian Johnson just turned 73. Jesus um, I want to say everyone else except for Cliff, I think he's 70, and then everyone else is in their 60s. So, you know, to me, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't even know if they got it anymore. The last great performance I saw them give was they opened the Grammys a few years ago, and they looked pretty good. But I was like, you know, kind of wrote them off until I heard that first song. I was like, Jesus Christ, I got to get this album. And it's a great album. Like, it's one of the best they've had in a very long time. What what was the album they did before? It was a Black Ice. No, it was um. Because uh, I liked I liked. No, Black that Ice. wasn't it. Yeah, it, that no, was it wasn't Black Ice. Rocker Bust. Rocker Bust. Oh, uh, yeah, that one's kind of forgettable. Yeah, because, yeah, it wasn't. Know, it I was good. I went through Power Up twice, and then I'm like, you know what? The because I'm like, I lost track of ACDC since you know the the nineties, like like probably most people did. But I was like, what the fuck? Were they, what were they even doing? And then I looked at the discography, and I'm like, oh, they had one in 2014. So I, I queued that up on Spotify, and that sound does not sound like ACDC. It, it's, I don't know what it was. I don't know whether it, it sounded like an abortion version of ACDC. It, it wasn't rock. It was bust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like they, they flipped a coin, rock or bust, and we can all tell what side that coin landed on. Um, oh Jesus Christ! But uh, uh, play ball is a decent right. track off of Rocker Bust. Right. I like that song. But like the, the way the album starts off, it just doesn't it doesn't get you into like you listen to Power Up, and from song one you're like, yeah, this is fucking ACDC, and you want to like, right. you know, hold your, your your hand over your head and start banging your head like Beavis and Butthead. Um, or maybe that was just me. maybe that was just me. I don't know. Um, but it was just such a different this albums screamed like a return to that acdc sound that you expect from an acdc album um i don't, I don't know what did you guys think yeah well, a lot of the a lot of the music was actually written by angus and malcolm before he died so this has a lot of the uh a lot of the feel of some of the earlier ones but just brian johnson sounds amazing i think that's the big thing is i I think he sounded okay the last couple albums, but he sounded amazing. Yeah, so that last the album, production was, was unbelievably good on this album. So good, yeah. everything was so clean. I it, that was my biggest criticism. It almost sounded too clean. Um, yeah, like it's like the new Tool Tool album was like that too. Like it was just there was no mistakes. There were no there was none of that cool studio noise, or it was just so clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, does it sound like ACDC? That, that, it had to be a lot of leftover stuff, they, previous recordings or ideas, yeah. or because I mean, you're right back in the '80s again. It's like, you know, like where's Julia Polito or whatever, right? It was massively '80s. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, the sound, like. it was one of the rare albums that I liked every song. I loved a bunch, but I liked every song, which doesn't happen on every album. Usually there's one or two. You're like, yeah, you know, I'll throw that one. But there yeah, were, I, th- I thought the album was great. I was really happy with it, but I'm kind of an ACDC junkie. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't think of an album like Rocker Bust might be one of my least favorites, along with Fly on the Wall. Um, <laughs> those are my two, like the ones I don't listen to. I, I listen to the least, but I don't know, man. I, I've always loved ACDC, love their sound. Um, I've been more of a part of a, a, a Brian Johnson fan, other than uh, I love Bon Scott, but. I like Brian Johnson better. I know that's sacrilege to a lot of people, but I thought I thought this new album is great. See, and that's part of that what kills me when people give that guff. Brian Johnson's been with the band for forty fucking years now. Yeah, he is the band. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Yeah, I can't. I cannot picture them. Like to me, he's like what, um, like like Queen right now. They need to just stop because. Adam Lambert, he's a great, he's a good singer, but it's not Queen. Like you, you hear that lead vocal, kind of like how um, Iron Maiden wasn't until they got what's his nuts back. Um, oh, talking about um, uh, Bruce Dickinson. Yes, Bruce Dickinson. Like when he was gone, it was good, but it wasn't to me Iron Maiden. He, his voice, like you know, with a certain voice, is just that's, you know, yeah. that was going back to what we were talking about with uh, Van Halen before, to where a lot of us you know, like Sammy Hagar, but it wasn't the same without Dave Lee Roth. You know, that voice just to me is that band. Yeah. You listen to anything that's not Bruce Dickinson uh, for Iron Maiden. It's, it's like a totally different band. David, yeah. David Bell watching on the live stream says ACDC's worst album is better than most bands. Best album. Uh, I He's agree. not lying. Yeah. That's good comment. Actually. That's good. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, that guy needs some ACDC. <laughs> That's right, he does. <laughs> or some will render. Um, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I lost. I lost. I lost my train. That's when he got his there. nipples pierced. <laughs> <laughs> um, or other thing. <laughs> we don't know those that for sure though. Prince Albert. So like, so that, branching off into kind of like a taking us on a tangent here. For me, if I'm judging an album, like it's not enough for it to have one or two good songs. It's got to have some kind of flow. And I think that that's kind of lost in today's digital music scene with the with Spotify and Apple Music, whatever it is that you listen to. And you can just jam like like I have like three hours of music that you've grown up with and just put it on shuffle and you can never hear a bad song. And you might skip it because you're not in the mood, but it's not a bad song. But in the old days... I'm going to sound like a cranky old man here. You put on a record or or a tape, and it was a pain in the ass to hear the same song over and over again. So you tend to just kind of let it play, and you got more of a flow of, of what the band was maybe trying to do at the time. Yeah. Um, and you well, got. Back then, they were trying to create a beginning to end story for the album, a lot of them. And they, that's, you're right, that's just, that's lost now. But, you know, you look at what, like, you look at what Pink Floyd was doing. They were creating stories from start to finish, and every song had a place. Yeah, and it was they, like concept albums. Yeah, yeah. Floyd created those. Inconceivable! So, whether that came from the technology or the other way around, that was what it was. 
And, and you know, in this, the sale, I agree. And the flow to me is they just wanted every song to just be, fuck you. We're not art. We're rock music. You know, it's every song is rock except for, and I don't dislike this song. It just didn't fit for me. It was song four through the mists of time. Uh-huh. It was a good song, but it sounded like a different band. And you know what's funny, Steve? That was my favorite track of the album. I loved it. I know. I love the song one because it was so different. Yeah, and yeah, it's weird. I thought it was great. Uh, that was my favorite. That's uh, the only one that one. really, really jumped out for me was that track. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else, they they didn't really. But you know, they didn't. What they they weren't trying to make a concept album. You know, they were just trying yeah. to be ACDC. They nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. But like, um, but like, listening to the music though, I was wondering: is this pre-recorded stuff or? Is this recently recorded? Stuff? I, I couldn't tell. No, it's recently. But, but there's times in this. Okay. In the, in so the, they, fr- they, they took ideas and like, you know, maybe some leftover sheet music or something, and just like finished it off. Or, yeah, that's yeah. They, that's what I had heard. Is they had they had written like some riffs and written some lyrics, and then just finished everything. And, but this is all. Oh, yeah, that's that. definitely oh. what it seems like. There's yeah, t- this is all new, newly recorded shit. There's times in that album where you swear that yeah. you're listening to something off Back in Black. Oh, and- yeah, definitely. Right, that's why I couldn't tell, like, what era some of it belonged to. Like, it just, like my, like, my favorite name song, song, Money Shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Me, that was a part of the album I liked, though, is that you just, you just couldn't place it. It sounded yeah. modern. Like, it had a modern sound to it. But it, and the the feel and the way they were playing is like oh wow this is the nineties this is the yeah. so, pretty cool stuff but doubly- and it's and it still just blows my mind that they're so fucking old <laughs> well so are we yeah seventy three yeah guys, Brian Johnson so well. his wow. voice is seventy three look, well, look how well they are on unreal stage. I mean, yeah. Angus can yeah, still play. I think it's what in his late sixties or whatever. He's, he's sixty six, I think. When I'm seventy six, yeah, times. When yeah. I'm when I'm seventy three, if I can make it to the bathroom in time, I'm going to call it a moral victory. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have a shot in the dark. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting back to Steve's comment about through the mist of time. I, I, it's it's a little jarring, and I like I like the track. I like the song. But it's jarring in that it comes, I think, at the perfect time in the album because one, yeah. two, and three are very ACDC, for lack of a better term, kind of that classic mm-hmm. kind of ACDC feel. And then it's like, oh, by the way, we're fucking musicians, assholes, and we can, and they, they then they change it up on you like that. And I, I like. <laughs> and that's that. the thing about that song. You you just said it with the musician because it wasn't even really the vocals. It was the music mm-hmm. that was so much different. It wasn't didn't have that hard ACDC edge to it, mm-hmm. but it was still like solid rock. Yeah, I agree. You know, it was, it was very, very weird, but I, I did love it. I would agree mm. with that. So no, yeah, I do. I do. I do. Um, <laughs> so are there any bands from our youth that are still kicking around that you think should just fucking quit? Like you said, queen, Steve, is there anybody else? Oh, fuck yeah. Kiss. A bunch oh. of senior citizens wearing makeup and high heels. Now, they did fucking oh, stuff. Oh. There is a line of thought that Kiss is one of the more overrated rock bands in the history of music. 
that thought's correct. Oh, I, I happen to be on that train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of pe- a lot of people are. I, I I love Kiss, and but I I admit Kiss for me is like White Castle. I know it's awful for you, and it's not. <laughs> God damn, I love it. It's That's a great analogy, though. That's a great analogy. I mean, <laughs> it is. As far as rock and roll showmanship, though, like Gene I mean, Simmons is actually those guys about. really made a That's quantum right. leap in all of that. Yeah, music. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just couldn't catch on to a lot of it. I don't know. Yeah, but then uh, I mean, the shows must have been amazing to go to. I would have loved to catch a Kiss show, a Kiss yeah. show back in the day, though. That was incredible. Yeah, like a rock. Just see, I, I saw a video. I was watching some videos of older bands tonight to get ready for the show, and I saw a recent performance by them. And Gene Simmons just looks ridiculous. <laughs> he's fat and old, and he's trying to do the same dance moves and makeup. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Just I fucking stop. I think Guns N' Roses should throw the towel in too. Like I can't even look at Axl Rose anymore. I, oh, but, yeah. No, wait, but that's that's. I don't know what I'm looking at there. Because is maybe Axl should just throw in the towel. Because the other guys like Slash still plays really good. Those guys yeah. still play really good, and they got away from him so long ago, and he just he right. owns that name, so he tries to keep that going. But maybe he should throw in the towel. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree. Axl yeah, Rose has gone off the fucking deep end. But when you think of Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose's vocals are as much as that band is Slash's guitar player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, you know, to go with that yeah. that out-of-shape singer thing, I think after watching the videos from the last tour, you got to throw Motley Crue in there. That would be my number one pick. It'd be Motley Crue. Could- Mountain. Holy shit! That video of Vince Neil singing "Kickstart My Heart" or trying to. Oh, I, I was there. I saw, I saw him live when oh, um opened up. It was just Vince Neil because Motley Crue's already like they retired and whatever. Vince Neil opened up on his own band, and it was fucking embarrassing. It was awful. It was so it, it was incoherent. I I wanted to get the hell out of there. It was it was terrible. Oh, and and the funny thing is, the headliner was Sammy Hagar, and Sammy Hagar just fucking was awesome and blew him away. So I I know um, Motley Crue's supposedly supposed to come back and all this other shit. I don't know if that's still going to happen with the pandemic and everything, but yeah, I don't I don't want to see Motley Crue back because without Vince Neil, it's the real Vince Neil. It's not Motley Crue. Well, I just I just going off of that, I looked up online and they're starting an outdoor stadium tour and. Uh, June of 2021 with uh, Poison, Def Leppard, and Joan Jett. Oh my God! Yeah, that was that was the tour before uh, that got canceled. I, I just don't foresee any. I don't know. I don't foresee any concerts in 2021 as much as I would love to believe it. But but like you said, it, he can't. He they can't go on stage with him the way he was. Oh. There's no way they haven't. The whole band hasn't watched those. Just videos and just like, what the fuck, man? Oh, he could, you couldn't even, he couldn't even sing like the lyrics. Not forget the harmony in his vocals. He couldn't breathe. It's like, it's like a fucking (laughs) Bosey's program or something. It was terrible. God. David, David Bell says Bon Jovi needs to stop. Mm. Well, yeah, because they don't have Richie Sambora anymore and they're singing country crap. Uh, Richie Sambuca. Okay, so <laughs> I have I have a I agree and I disagree at the same time on that one because 
Bon Jovi cannot, I've seen him live several times and he cannot do those uh, high pitch uh, squeals like he used to do in uh, the early days and slippery when wet, like living on a prayer. It, it sounds different guys. It's not the same. Um, but his new stuff, some of it I like, I have to admit some of it, like some of the country stuff and like ugh, I mean, pass on that or any of his, yeah, any of his politics shit. I, I don't care about any of that. A lot of the, some of the new stuff is actually pretty good. Um, so I don't know. I, and he's still, he's still awesome to watch live and he's, I guess it's also, he's such a good guy with his fans and everything. I, I kind of root for him, but yeah, it, it's very different. So if you're, if you go to see Bon Jovi and you're looking to see New Jersey or Slipper and Wet or Fahrenheit or anything like that, yeah, you're not going to get it. Uh, Jamie, do you touch yourself to his posters? <laughs> oh, no, my wife does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm waiting for the comment. I'm waiting for the comment in the stream from Jamie's wife. I am. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I had to a kind of go in there with the lead singer. I got to throw in one more. Uh, and this is sad to say, but fucking David Lee Roth. Yeah, he, he still has the showmanship, but as a couple of his recent performances, he just cannot get the vocals like anywhere near. Well, his vocals were always uh, marginal at best. He only, his, yeah, they weren't great, but now that's like, it's just like Vince Neil with Jamie said, they're kind of incoherent. Like, he can't even put the words together. <laughs> hey. Michelle just commented. It's really I, hard. I, like I, Michelle just commented, I do. ACDC went on tour. Like, would they be able to hold the vocals up live, though? I mean, I don't know, because your hearing is just shot. You're old. Hearing so much has so much to do with singing. Um, right. I, I don't know. That's yeah, I, I'd be, I'd be, yeah. I'd be pretty amazed if they could hold it up on stage like that. Who knows? Maybe they can. But I guess the studio like, is one thing. But I guess Brian Johnson's hearing has, has has returned somewhat. And according to him, it wasn't from the music; it was from uh, auto racing. He didn't put earplugs in when he was he was driving a race car. And then it, then he went on tour, oh, and man. it just and it just exacerbated it. So from what I was reading, it sounded like he was get, he was getting better, but. Yeah, you can't hear. I mean, look at it claimed Huey Lewis. Yeah. Uh, well, his his hearing's really fucked. Yeah. But I, you know, I look back and I mentioned it earlier. I look back to that Grammy performance they did in 2018, and he sounded awesome live. They did two songs. They did Rocker Bus and uh, Highway to Hell, and he sounded amazing. And it was right. a live performance. So I mean, that was two years ago. So I'm not, you know. I don't know if he'd be able to hold up on a full. And that's the thing with their age also. Would they be able to hold up a full tour? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. I, like, you were pretty sad with that one. No. Uh, no, I'm like, no. I mean, seven, how, like, what kind of, how many days off between shows would you need to recoup when you're 73? I freaking rearranged my basement yesterday. It took me a day and a half or, or half a day today to get uh, limber again to actually, like, do something uh, productive at work today. See, they got to pull the Rolling Stones. They got to do like twenty shows and charge three hundred dollars a ticket. <laughs> there you go. But then, but but then you still have Alice Cooper, who he's in his seventies and he can still do it. He can still he sounds exactly the same. He still does all the stage show. He, he's fantastic yeah. live. Um, so I don't know. That I, guy actually took care of himself. <laughs> well, 
mean, not not 1980. He, that guy was almost on the verge of death with his alcohol abuse. Um, really? I didn't know. Yeah. Was he he actually went into a mental institute for a little while. Oh, I saw him there, but <laughs> David, five years old. I was probably missed. David. David Bell just corrected me that uh, Johnson actually had a special hearing aid made. So it wasn't, oh. it wasn't that his hearing got better. So I was I was oh, wrong. I stand corrected. Oh, you got corrected. Um, <laughs> I don't see. Here's the thing for me. I I don't care how old you are. If you're still, yeah, you know, it's gonna sound cheesy. If you still rock, you rock. If you still can play yeah. the instruments, I don't I don't I don't care if you have man tits running yeah. up and down the stage. As long as you can play and you sound the same, I'm I'm all for it. I don't care how right. old you are. As long as you can do that. Then I'm I'm fine with that. But once you sound like shit and you play like shit, I, I guess shit. the exception to that would be if if you incorporated movement into your look when you were in your prime. Like that's what that's the thing sure. with Axel. Is like Axel was doing the whole like you know he's like doing the thing back and forth and he, he's like you know that was part of his look. So when he shows up and he's you know 200 some odd pounds and can't move at all and barely. <laughs> Or, or sadly, when Eddie had a stroke, and Eddie Van Halen, who was always, you know, moving around the stage, was to- I went to see him live, and he was totally in one place, and he didn't move at all. It was so different. Mm-hmm. Now that just proves my point because Eddie should have never stopped playing guitar. But, but still, it's my point is, is it does take something away. I think. Sure, sure, yeah. If that's part of your shtick, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I look at them as if you could still make good songs, you don't necessarily need to tour. Mm. Like this album was great. They don't necessarily need to tour. I know that's where, especially nowadays, you make most of your money. But if they can keep making albums like this without having to tour, I'd buy it every time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you look at it like the Beatles, the Beatles, Beatles hardly toured at all. They, they stopped touring almost immediately. And that's why they made Sgt. Pepper, so they didn't have to tour. They sent a fictional band in their album, and, and that's what people listened to. And they didn't, John Lennon had no interest in touring. And maybe if they would have toured, he wouldn't have met Yoko, and they'd still be together today. Oh, no. All right. Uh, we are at the uh, 30 minute mark, he so. Loves- uh, Take his pants off. <laughs> Always. <laughs> what do you guys? Well, uh, you guys uh, read, watched, listened. To, well, besides ACDC, read, watched, or listened to anything uh, that uh, you'd like to share with the group? Is there anything with the group you'd like to share? Uh, Mandalorian episode three. Oh God, yeah, yeah that was that was awesome. awesome. That show on TV. Yeah, so period end of story. So good. This, this good. season has been just blowing me away. Yeah. And I was shocked too because this was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, and the last episode she did was that was that one last season where he's in the village and he has a love interest, which I wasn't really a fan of. I thought it was kind of weak, but she did yeah. this one. I was like, Jesus Christ, this one was awesome. Wait, yeah, it was good. Mike is Mike is plugging his ears. Is it because you don't want spoilers or because you're protesting? Oh, okay. No, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, I'm trying to keep out he of it. He jerks off Anakin. I didn't know if this was contrary. If this was contrary, I knew Mike. it. Contrarian Mike every now and co- comes out where he's just anti something that everybody else likes. And, and... Exactly. 
And that's most things. And I would like to say that, but I happen to love The Mandalorian. I just haven't seen the second season yet. Mike, you uh, had any time to see anything, or are you uh, all about rehearsals and work? All about rehearsals and work. I, I do I do catch, I finally finished the first season of Cobra Kai, so I'm at that <laughs> halfway point. I hated that last episode in the first season of The Passion. Oh. Um, I, I loved the whole season, and then I felt like they blew it in the tournament. If anybody wants to ever go back there, <laughs> wait, wait, Mike, did they have their chance and they blew it? They had their chance <laughs> and they blew it. Okay, just making sure. Copland uh, reference. Uh, Pete, how about you? Uh, I have one of those blank weeks, you know, just straight. I'm looking back on how did I not read, watch, or listen to anything? Like, <laughs> But I somehow pulled it off. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, listen that, to the ACDC yeah. album. I'm glad I did. There you go. Yeah. No, that was enough. Yes. James? Um, I sat on the couch all weekend. I was suffering from horrible kidney stones. So I uh, shit... I did uh, stream um, Knives Out. I watched Knives Out. Really That's a good movie. That. Was yeah, that your first really time seeing that? that or, or is yes. it a rewatch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it was the first time. Seen it. I really liked it. I thought it was good. I watched also on Amazon Prime the Slammin' Salmon. Um, oh, I love that movie. That's pretty. That's pretty funny. What was that? Uh, Broken Lizard Guys. So that that one's decent. Let me tell you, as a restaurant employee for many years, that is that's <laughs> it's not that far off from what really happens in restaurants. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I watched those two that was streaming. Then I caught up on a bunch of stuff that I had recorded on. Uh, of my DVR. You know what? Here, I'm just going to say this real quick. You know what? Filmmaker that really blows Moosecock now? <laughs> Wes Anderson. Why? That guy sucks now. That guy used to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, Rushmore and, and Royal Tenenbaums and Bottle Rock, all those were great. I watched Isle of Dogs and oh, give me a break. That thing was so boring and bland and man, he hasn't done anything in a while and what is it with Bill Murray making all these like weird fucking movies sometimes, or he'll have a cameo and it makes no sense. It's supposed to be funny. I don't know. Uh, I don't he has dog. said that he has said that Wes Anderson, if, if he calls him, he'll do whatever he wants. Yeah, I know. That's I think, I don't know. Wes Anderson's a goofball. Well, 2014, he did the grand Budapest hotel, which I love. Yeah. See, and that was one I couldn't stand it. I, I didn't love. find it funny at all. I'm like, this is so blah, that guy. I, I couldn't get into that one at all. And you know what else I was? Yeah. You know what else I couldn't get into that I that I really expected to like was uh, the Life Aquatic. With oh, I, I didn't like that at all. I didn't get it. I just sat there. Yeah. Like, eh. But the thing is, if if you're if you're not like you could look at any of his films as blah. Like Royal Tenenbaums, I love, but it's blah. It's 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 they got oh, that. I don't. I don't think so at all. I think that thing is funny. It flows great. It, it's it's well so acted. I'm just saying it, it's not like it's all on one level. Like he has the actors like speaking at a certain pace. They all speak at the same slow pace. And I love the movie and I think it's great. But I see they they all talk. Gene Hackman's always down like this. He hardly ever raises his voice. It's it's very level the whole movie. Mm hmm. So yeah, but the, yeah, his new movies, like characters will stand there on screen for like three or four minutes, not say anything. And then one person will have a line of dialogue. It's like, what What the fuck? It's just, I just don't get it. This is not my thing. I don't know what happened to that filmmaker, but. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And as Jamie's mic cut out, that was that was perfect. Mic cut out. And now his mic is dead. You can't hear him at all. Oh, Mike's dead. Mike's dead. Mike. Oh, wait, James, you got something to say? He's got a smirk on his face, so I don't want to hear what he had to say. <laughs> Sucked. Yeah, there it is. Oh, okay. right. And he's back. All right. Um. <laughs> How about you, Keith? Oh well, let's see. Uh, well, besides ACDC, I was um, I found a new band called Missio. I'm probably saying it back. M I S S I O. Um, heard them on Alt Nation on Sirius, the, one of their songs, and uh, can you feel the sun? Is their is their new song, and it just fucking it's one of those songs that like got in my brain, and then, like I had to like just play it over again, over again for like six or seven times to just kind of like slice and dice every lyric and everything like that. It's just certain songs like get that with me and I'm, and I'm, I'm just in it. And so I was uh, listening to that, that uh, band. Oh, well, let's see. Oh, well. I know you were that way with Sweet Caroline and Neil Diamond. Well, yeah. So I only, understand. Only at Paradise Alley at one thirty in the morning. Um, but What uh, type of music is it? It's kind of like alt rock. You know, it's not very heavy, but it's not like, okay. it's not like, it's not like that folksy alternative. It's, it's kind of got that modern, kind of heart heavy heart not heavy kind of edgy tone to it well, look like oasis no no different than oasis <laughs> different than oasis. No, I mean, I, I, if, if, we, if we are going to if you're going to start to try to go down a road and criticize oasis then we're ending this fucking show right now <laughs> anyway um and then i rewatched uh dead poet society on a, on a whim one night when i was in I almost okay. played that. That was on uh, Amazon Prime also. I've never seen that movie. Shut up. It shut can. your fucking face right now. Movie. You shut your fucking face, James Klein. <laughs> That's a good goddamn movie. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. real good. It's got such a happy ending. Oh, Neil. Oh, Neil. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. It just uh, never appealed to me. I don't know. I, maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I think I, you know what, Jamie. That's your homework for next week. You watch that goddamn movie, and and I want a full report. <laughs> Dead Poet Society. Okay. All right. Is it Ethan Hawke in that too? Right, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke and uh, yeah, Ron King, Neil Argento. No. <laughs> See, you know Steve. You know Steve is talking out his ass because Ron King doesn't exist. Wrong. <laughs> heard the Ron King right? <laughs> this, this has been episode forty-five of F That Noise. Keep up with everything at fnoisepod.com. Get yourself a t-shirt. Support the cause. fnoisepod.com. That's pretty much it.